Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Appreciate you guys joining us. We got a little weekend update coming here for you. Apologies last show that we weren't able to show our faces. We had a technical issue where our video was completely unusable. Audio was great. So appreciate those of you who hung in there and pleasantly surprised by how many people, Keith, actually missed seeing our faces. I guess we're just a couple of handsome guys. I, I, I was they're, they're clearly not here for the astute basketball analysis, <laughs> but more to check out some some dudes dudes talking to each other. But yeah, no, we 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 get it, guys. It was not planned. It was a uh, Trevor was being kind with some technical issues. Oh. It was an absolute disaster yep. uh, behind the scenes of a show. We we just start multiple times. We're both having some computer issues, but it's a uh, you know we we got it for you. And then uh, you know uh, speaking of computer issues yesterday i was trying to stay abreast of transaction news update things from the middle of a soccer complex that one of their big things was we have wi-fi and it was bad uh, <laughs> so wi-fi. i was uh, you know <laughs> not real yeah that's exactly yeah. it yeah yeah as trevor uses the yes. air quotes for those who are uh, audio only fantastic version. podcast yeah it was uh we're, we're <laughs> that's it. great for radio um we are uh through the uh bulk of the roster cut mm-hmm. down there there's still some moves being made we're going to talk about one that was made just before we went on air here uh in, a little bit here in the show but but we're we're almost there now we're a couple days out from the regular season start we get some uh player option news that happened we uh, contract extension so we get a lot of stuff to get into uh and it's a football sunday and both of us have an interest in watching a little bit of that here so well, let's dive right in that's right i'm gonna take you know we're gonna take 20 30 however long this show takes i'm gonna take that time away from my stressing about my fantasy football teams and instead we're gonna talk <laughs> a little bit of basketball so this is actually probably a healthy exercise for me here um there it is keith you put out a tweet and I thought it was pretty illustrative of uh, the around the NBA. How many teams are now doing this thing where they leave that 15th roster spot open? And uh, yeah. Ryan McDonough, the former GM of the Suns, also got in on the, the conversation as well. So why don't we start there? Let's go through that and let's talk about the roster spots that are still open and that are going to remain open. And then there's a bunch of two-way spots open around the league as well. Hey, we love breaking news while Uh-oh. we're recording. Woj. Phoenix Suns, Mikhail Bridges agree to a four-year, $90 million rookie-scale contract extension. So let's come back yes. to that, obviously, because um, that is that is big Absolutely. news. And uh, we, we will come come back to that one um, uh, here in a minute. So, yes, open roster spots. And that tweet is uh, already out of date uh, as the Celtics of all teams make me look poor by making another move today. Um, they cut Jabari Parker, which we'll talk about in depth a little bit more. So the Celtics, I have one open standard mm-hmm. spot, one open two-way spot. The Warriors, an open standard spot and an open two-way spot. The Lakers, an open standard spot and an open two-way spot. Miami, Milwaukee, Minnesota, all one open standard spot. Orlando has an open two-way spot. Suns have an open standard and an open two-way. Uh, Portland, an open standard. Spurs, an open two-way. Jazz, an open standard. Wizards, an open two-way. Now, here's what's going on Mm -hmm. with the vast majority of those teams uh, that have, especially the standard spots. The two-way spots will likely be filled at some point here. Uh, That's probably, yeah, that is probably more of, let's see who shook free on waivers here at the end of camp. And if there's somebody we really like, Mm -hmm. we'll bring them in. So with the um, standard spots, all of those teams are either tax teams or they're right on the 
border of being a tax team. Uh, minus Phoenix, but Phoenix is uh, cheap, I guess, is the best way to put <laughs> they that. They just spend 90 uh, despite million. Despite just spending 90 million. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's odd, odd uh, timing there on that one. But they are, uh, yeah, they... They only brought one extra guy to training camp. They sold their G League team. So the Suns are not uh, overly invested uh, here um, as far as that. Now, yes, they did pay Chris Paul. They just gave Mikhail Bridges $90 million. But all these teams with open standard spots, their tax teams are really close to the tax. And what that says to me is these teams are going to kind of wait it out. Uh, see if a need uh, for them kind of comes up or they'll get a guy later in the year when the tax will be lessened because it's a prorated contract and those kind of things. We already know the Lakers openly said they were going to leave an open uh, spot. They have said that uh, for, it feels like at least a couple months now almost. Uh, So, so with that's, Pretty much the, the the push that like Miami, Milwaukee, Golden State, all these teams are expected to be playoff teams. So they're going to leave that spot open there for flexibility and then kind of see where it goes. And then, yes, the Celtics were the latest team to add to that as they waived Jabari Parker today. Parker had 100000 guaranteed of his contract. And now they're going to jump back in um, to the uh, uh, free agent market. There's a little bit of buzz that I had heard uh, yesterday that they were maybe looking at adding another true big uh, Al Horford is is uh, still uncertain when he'll be back after testing positive for COVID uh, and then Jalen Brown is out he's not a big but he's out and then Robert Williams who we've said all along his contract extension looks great if he stays right. healthy he's dealing with some knee soreness so, so a, a little bit of worry uh, there so maybe that's the direction the Celtics want to go versus having Parker's kind of like that uh, uh, scoring forward type so with all of these spots open there's what if I'm counting correctly there's like nine standard spots that are open right now yep. around the NBA well done, I mean that's just yeah work. that's that's me working on my mathing here um but I'm looking at this thinking the Players Association can't be thrilled that this is becoming a bigger and bigger thing where more and more Correct. teams are doing this because that's that's nine yep. players. I mean, you look at some of the names, and we're going to get into them in a bit, some of the names that have been waived, there's guys who legitimately should be on NBA teams right now that are good enough sure. to be and are not because, number one, you've got the luxury tax, but I think there's another piece to this here. And it's I think the financial motivation is the, the top here, right? I mean, we talk about any of these teams, you're saving a significant amount of money if you just wait till midseason to add a player, maybe it's somebody on the buyout market. Mm-hmm. Then if you sign somebody now, waive that player when the buyout market heats up, then sign another player to fill that spot. And then it's it's a big difference when you're a luxury tax team. But yeah, I well, and even more, sorry to interrupt, no, but even more so if you're like the Warriors yeah. and you're so deep into the tax and there's penalties and all those kind of things, keeping a guy can, that can be, you know, a guy whose contract on your cap is only 1.7 million. That can be like eight, exactly. 9 million real dollars. Um, so yeah, so it does, it gets as the deeper into the tax you go and the more you have, um, uh, uh, repeater tax, that become you know your penalty just gets you know larger and larger there and that becomes really even for the richest of uh ownership groups that becomes kind of an untenable situation exactly and then the flip side of this or the the other piece to this is that with the exception of the wolves these are all teams that probably see themselves as destinations yep on the buyout market which again i think is a storm coming i think there's going to be a battle with the next cba about the bio market and how it operates because now you've got a lot of teams that are blatantly saying look there's a pretty solid chance that we're going to get somebody better 
than who we can sign right now if we just wait because some of these other teams that aren't as good as us, they're going to buy out players and we're going to be able to scoop them up for free. So we're not even going to bother spending money right now. And so I think it's more of a sign of the strength of the buyout market and how that's become just this assumption that there's going to be this this uh, tidal wave of players that's going to come onto the market midway through the season that these top tier teams are going to be able to add. Yeah, absolutely. It is, you know, we know what it is at this yeah. point. It's it's just the way the system works. And, and we know those guys look at it and they say, hey, all right, you know, well, what do they look at? Do you have a chance to win? And am I going to yep. play? All right, great. Because the money is roughly the same at that point in the year uh, for almost all of these players. Every once in a while, you'll see a team hang on to part of an exception yeah. or something like that. So they have that to use. Or maybe uh, more in recent years, the disabled player exceptions have been available and those kind of things. But yeah, and then Minnesota, I'm glad you mentioned because, yes, they are not in a position of uh, being active on the bio market, but they also shouldn't be paying the tax for a team that's probably not going to be in right. the playoffs. So that becomes a whole whole other thing uh, there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just kind of the way, way it works here. So let's see um, you know, where where we go. Um, you know, moving forward with this and uh you know we'll we'll see what it all you know kind of come comes together as we, with these open roster spots but are you get any of these contract extensions yeah, since, um, since that's top let's, line here let's do that uh do you want to go yeah let's do the extension so might as well go with the one that that just okay. happened right so let's sure. let's start there so i don't i mean look the suns have been criticized quite a bit for not spending money here and yep. I think to get Bridges on a less than a max deal, given the efficiency that he's shown, that's pretty solid for them. And I know he's not hes yeah. not the guy that's putting up 20 and 10 or anything like that, but extremely efficient with his shooting. He's a guy that you can kick the ball out to in the corners. He's going to knock it down. Good defender. These types of players, these 3 and D style wings, they get paid. And so when I look at this deal from the Suns perspective, I think, wow, this looks this looks great for them. I think this is kind of a steal for them in terms of value. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I look and now the thing we always got to kind of keep in mind here now is let's see if there's yes. um, incentives and bonuses in there and what are real numbers with this. But even if this is the real number, if it is ninety million, I think that's perfectly fair for him. Twenty two and a half million makes complete sense for a guy of his talent and ability levels and his importance to Phoenix. Now I'm very curious how does this look like uh, for what does this look like for DeAndre right. Ayton? Because you know he and his ownership group need to be saying, all right, if you're going to go ninety million on him. Like, come on, let's go. Like, I'm the big man here. I was the number one pick. Uh, I was the one who was, you know, borderline dominant at times in the postseason. And it's funny. I've seen some people throwing back like he couldn't even do anything against Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Who can? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, we got to stop with stuff like that. That's just so dumb. It's, you know, if we did that, you know, the, we would have had Michael Jordan would have had to retire because it would have been literally nobody left because no one could do anything with MJ for his entirety of his career. So, yeah, I, I'm very curious to see how that impacts. But for Bridges alone, this is this is a really good mm -hmm. value. He, he's, he's improved as a shooter, as a scorer, as a playmaker, and he's remained being a fantastic defense. And he was a big, big part of, you know, Chris Paul got the lion's share of the credit and Booker and Aiden are the bigger names. But Bridges was a huge part of why the Suns made that finals run. So good on Phoenix there, even though I called him cheap earlier in the show. Good on <laughs> them there for spending money but now go the way go go 
go the distance, go as we the said, distance. with uh, Field the Dreams Mann. quotes, and lock <laughs> up DeAndre Aiden and move this forward. Um, so I, let me ask you this. What's the bigger steal here for the Suns? Cameron Payne, who got, was it two years, $17 million, I believe, or this deal for Bridges, four years, $90 million. Like, I think both are bargains. Which do you think is the bigger bar- bargain for Phoenix? Um, I'll go with Bridges just because he's a – that's a more important player mm-hmm. in position than, than your backup point guard. I, I think, you know, Cameron Payne is, I'm very happy for him. I think he earned every bit of that contract. Uh, the Suns are smart. They structured it as one of those deals that dips mm-hmm. next year, as they did with Chris Paul's contract. So that yeah, I think knowing uh, Bridges and Aiden were probably going to have contract uh, extensions kicking in there. So, yeah. And my guess is Phoenix too, just as an aside, wouldn't be surprised if they're working on some way to get off of Dario Sarge's contract just because they, they don't need right. him. Uh, he's not going to be anything this year. That's just an $8.5 million uh, placeholder because he's out for the season with the torn ACL. So let's see what they do there. But, yeah, I, I'll go with Bridges to answer your question. I, I just think that's a that, that's one that makes no, sense. No, I agree. I agree. I, I think that's the, the bigger part. Both are great bargains, though, for the Phoenix Suns. So impressive work. By them, uh, right after we finished our last show, the Wendell Carter extension came down. Four years, forty-eight million for him. Uh, what are your thoughts there with your uh, with your hometown team and Wendell Carter? Yeah, I had projected for Spot Track that he would get four years, fifty. Oh, I thought is what he would get. Pretty so, close. Oh, not. Pretty, pretty right there. And I'm pretty happy with myself on that one because it's pretty, you know stopped clock twice a day. <laughs> um, you know, so I. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's one that makes a lot of sense. Um, that is only slightly more than what mid-level money will be uh, in each of those years for the most part. Maybe a little bit more by the time we get to, to the outer years. But yeah, I think this is really good work by by the Magic to lock up a guy who's got considerable potential. He's actually been playing alongside Mo Bamba as the four um, in some lineups because they, they, their forwards are just a mess without Isaac and uh, Chumo Kiki are both down. So they've been... Um, starting Carter and Bamba together. Carter's done pretty well in that role um, as the starting foreman. They're running some offense through him, some uh, elbow actions. And we're starting to see why there were all those Al Horford comps uh, back in when he was coming into the league of, hey, you can run some stuff through this guy. He can handle it. He can shoot it. He can pass. Um, he's really starting to show that stuff. And I, I think that deal is is fantastic. Now we'll see did they get something done with Mo Bamba? Right. Uh, just, just as a reminder, we're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern is the deadline to get contract extensions done with rookie scale players. Otherwise, they will go into restricted free agent or have the opportunity to go into restricted free agency this offseason. So Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton, clock is ticking. Let's see if they're, let's see yep. if they're able yeah. to get that done. Yeah, that's the let's big do, one. Let's watch. do that real quick. Yeah. Um, sorry, and I'll pull it up. I should have had it ready, but we'll just run through some of the names that we're still uh, still watching okay. here um, from this class. Remember, this is the 2018 NBA draft class that, that we're looking at uh, here. So it is uh, DeAndre Aiden clearly is the number one player. Um, Marvin Bagley is not going to get extended. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., that's another one to keep, mm-hmm. keep an eye on uh, there. Uh, Mo Bamba, I already mentioned. Uh, Miles Bridges. He's probably another guy. I think the Hornets would like to lock him up if yeah. they can uh, with that. And then you're getting down into kind of the role-playing guard. So Dante DiVincenzo, Lonnie Walker, Kevin Herter uh, there. And then 
lower in the first round. It's either guys who aren't eligible anymore or guys who aren't going to get extended. So uh, guys who are probably not going to get extended, Marvin Bagley, uh, Colin Sexton, likely will not get an extension. Um, and then the rest of them, I think, are are pretty obvious uh, that they will not get get extended. So we'll we'll see. So a few, few names to watch here uh, as we go. A lot, a lot of big guys, um, kind of interestingly enough. And a lot of guys landed extensions already in this class. Luka Doncic, right. Trey Young, uh, Carter we just talked about, um, Mikhail Bridges now, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Michael Porter Jr., Robert Williams. So all, all those guys have already landed contract extensions. And of all these guys... I mean, DeAndre Aiden, like the Suns aren't looking to part ways with him or anything like that. Even if worst case scenario, they don't come to an extension, he'll be a restricted free agent next offseason. I don't, it can create tension, but I don't think the Suns are preparing to say goodbye to DeAndre Aiden or anything like that. Marvin Bagley, on the other hand, like how yeah. are the Kings feeling here? Especially look, like as much as we say, oh, you know, they, the Suns, they took DeAndre Aiden over Luka and why do they do that and everything? The Kings did too with Marvin Bagley. And now Marvin Bagley, what's his future even going to be? An extension isn't coming. Ah, man, that's that's rough to take when you're a team that's needed picks. And I think the Kings are going to be better this season, but you've needed these picks to hit and to have Aiton look good now, Luka look good, Trey Young, even Jaron Jackson Jr. When he's on the floor, he's been really good. And the Kings wound up with Marvin Bagley and it just has not worked out for them. That's... That's rough if you're a Kings fan. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that is the uh, Sam Bowie yeah. <laughs> pick Darko. of the uh, you know potentially of the MJ right. You got the uh, you know not saying DeAndre Ayton's going to become no. a Kim Olajuwon because that would be crazy, but uh, you have the big time big man, and then you've got Luca kind of as the all time star. Hey, just for ju- just for because because I feel good about okay. this. Uh, Right, I, I Wendell Carter. I was pretty close. Four, I, four for fifty was my uh-huh. projection. He got four forty-eight. Uh, let's see, prediction for um, uh, or I said four forty-eight. He got four fifty. Yeah. Mikhail Bridges prediction on spot track. I will tweet this so anybody can go look. Four years, ninety million, no options. Four years, ninety million. So that's that was your that right was your prediction point. for him. Yep. Wow. That was my prediction. Yeah, look at you. I would not come on. What now. made you predict that? Because I would have assumed my from my personal perspective, when I heard that number, I went, Oh, that's less than I would have thought he would have gotten because of how valuable wings are in the NBA right now. What was it that made you say, Okay, he's gonna get a decent amount less than than a max deal? Uh, that's a good question. Um the fact that they I figured they were gonna give Aiden a max okay. without even really questioning it. I figured if they went if they went to the max for Aiden, that that would um get it that would have to knock some off bridges because you can't you can't have so many guys making right. you know close to 30 million dollars well, it's just it's not no no team can can do that i mean we're even seeing the nets and the warriors as we talked about leaving roster spots open they waived some guys and those kind of things so that that was i i kind of took a little bit of a haircut off that for um for so bridges. you're saying that when deandre ayton gets his new deal he owes bridges a steak dinner <laughs> something, <laughs> something like, like that. that okay um let's get into some of the other moves that have taken place recently well actually wait before we get into that we got to get into whatever we want to call it the the Kyrie conundrum or whatever it is it's definitely not a Simmons siren sure. but uh <laughs> nope. Woj on the Woj pod with Malika Andrews they shared that the Nets are essentially preparing as though Kyrie is done for the season like he is not going to be there 
for the entire season with him and also added in the interesting little tidbit that the Nets felt that the uh, James Harden trade, the deal to get him, was a necessity because they weren't sure if they were going to be able to rely on Kyrie. So even before all this stuff happened, there was already a sense that Kyrie, they didn't know where his head was going to be at moving forward and that he did he just wasn't as reliable as some other players. And so that was part of their reasoning to go and get a guy like James Harden. So I think that's some interesting info from inside the Nets, especially on yeah. you know, Kyrie being pretty much done. Yeah, I think um, the Nets, it, I think the best way to handle this is that he's not going to play. Um, you, you just move yeah. on. And then if he comes back, bonus, right? It's, you know, I mean, who wouldn't want to add sure. a player of Kyrie Irving's talent level back to your team? So I think he kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, that's, I fully realize that is harsh to put it that way, but that is just the reality of it. You, you can't keep pretending that he's there and keep, you know, doing this stuff and those kind of things. So, yeah. So I think you do kind of out of sight, out of mind. We go, um, you know, we, we move this forward and go, um, uh, you know, with what we got here and that's enough to win a championship. So let's, that's where our mindset is. Um, you got all your guys there and go and clearly they're, without coming out and directly saying it, that they're not happy, there's enough stories coming out now yeah. and things like that. They pulled the contract extension offer. Clearly the Nets are not thrilled the way this has no. gone. No, they're not. And Nor should they. And I've seen some rumblings from a few different places that, look, even if the Nets decided to put Kyrie on the trade market, there might not be that many teams that are all that interested, given that he's got a player option next offseason, so he could just be a rental. The return for Kyrie probably wouldn't be quite as great as most would think it would be given the situation and that there's some teams that will just say, who knows what he's going to do in the future. We don't, we don't want to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly it. You can't, you, it's yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I don't really have a lot more to think about with this. Um, I do think it's interesting that, and I apologize if you said it clear, I'm a little distracted uh, trying to follow up on a couple things that are going on right now. Um, But it is Woj saying that Philly has no interest in a uh, Kyrie for Simmons swap. That also says to like teams are, they're just like, Hey, can we, is this guy just going to up and walk away on us? Like, well, what's going on here? So it's a, it it kind of is what it is, and we're not going to see uh pe- people um you know I think really uh uh you know bend over backwards for Kyrie Irving at this point nope. just with yeah you know, some of the uncertainty of what his availability might look right. like. Okay, let's get into some of the moves. There were some surprising ones, and I've got a big picture view of this that I want to get into. But let's get into the the drill down a bit here first, and let's talk about some of the moves here that have taken place. Uh, We've got the Grizzlies waving Chris Dunn. He's on the way out. So that means Jarrett Culver and Sam Merrill wind up making their roster. Uh, Garrison Matthews was offered a two-way contract with the Boston Celtics, said, no, thank you. Uh, He's spent the last couple of years on two-way contracts. Apparently feels like he deserves a full NBA contract. And so he will... Look elsewhere. There are nine open roster spots yep. around the NBA, but I don't think many of those teams are looking to use them right now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I mean, Keith, you're you're the the Celtics guy. Any insight into that one? 
Yeah, it was interesting because when he came in, it was clear that's what the team wanted yeah. to do. I think was have that option open of, hey, if you outplay somebody here, we'll be happy to keep you on a standard deal. Uh, if you don't, you've got two way eligibility. We'll bring you in on on a two way, and and it very very clear he did not want yeah. to um, do that, and, and that's his right. He he outplayed that status last year. Yes. I thought he became one of the better shooters in the league. He became a starter for that Wizards team. Uh, as much as that, the bulk of that is owed to Russell Westbrook really playing well down the stretch. When Matthews was inserted in the starting group, they kind of took off too. And then he was a starter throughout the playoffs and the, or the play in and the playoffs, uh, both, uh, for the wizards. So yeah, I, I get it with, uh, Garrison Matthews of, Hey, I feel like I've you know earned a standard deal. I wonder, you know, when we're a month or two into the season, does he relook at that? And there, there are guys who would rather go to the G League and stay an NBA free agent than sign on on a two-way and be kind of stuck Good with point. the team. So he may take that approach, too, and say, hey, I'd rather have a 10-day contract when they start in mid-January and those kind of things versus getting kind of stuck here um, on the on uh, on a two-way deal. With well, the teams team. are always looking for shooters, so Matthews has got to feel pretty good that at some point somebody – I mean, who knows? Maybe he's already hearing that a team would be interested in him if he was – a free agent and that may have factored into his decision but uh i mean it is interesting usually you don't hear of players turning down contracts like this guys who don't have a job otherwise but again matthews yep. has proved himself over the last couple of seasons and um dante exum is another guy got waived by houston i mean big name was one of the top players yeah. in the draft at that time what was that the 2014 draft that he was in when he was the uh, number four was pick? it that long ago God, I hope it was. I, I think it might have been. That was that was the uh, the the Julian, That was the Julius Randall and Marcus Smart year, right? Or am I mixing up my drafts? I'm gonna. I'll, I'll look it up while we're no, while we're going right. here. No, I think you're right. I got it. You keep okay. going. Anyway, I'm already. I already. Yeah, you're right. 2014. Oh. There's a number five overall Time has pick. flown. Time has flown by. But yeah. but Dante Exum, look, he's another big name. It played well for Australia over the summer. And mm -hmm. so I'm a little bit surprised. Yep. And then uh, I'm just going to piggyback all these. So Jabari Parker also waived by the Celtics. And we'll talk about that one, of course, more in depth. Avery Bradley waived by the Golden State Warriors. And I think when we look at some of these guys that are getting cut right now, you look at the fact that teams aren't using all their roster spots, but you look at some of the names that are still out there. I think big, big picture. This is an argument for why expansion, the NBA is ready for it right now. The yep. names that are out there on yep. the market are guys who really, I mean, Garrison Matthews, this guy should be on an NBA team. Dante Exum should be on an NBA team right now, right? This is a, a strong yep. argument in favor of expanding the league and whether that's Vegas and Seattle or wherever else they're looking, I think you can look at the talent level right now and say they're ready for it. Yeah, absolutely agree. Now, I, I think, too, the other thing is then look at the box scores when we get into playing mm -hmm. games starting here in a few days and some of the guys who just don't play because that's how deep some of these right. teams are. I think, yeah, there's more than enough talent to support two more teams uh, in the NBA. Uh, a couple other big, big names, as you were kind of hitting on them, I'll throw a yeah. couple more out there. Harry Giles. Yes. Uh, lost the um, – Lost the uh, – Hardenstein. Um, 
battle to Isaiah Hartenstein, who who got that spot. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about those yeah. uh, guys there in a minute that earned those spots. Uh, but yeah, so Harry Giles is out there. The Trailblazers, Marquise mm-hmm. Chris, uh, Patrick Patterson, Quinn Cook is Dennis Smith Jr. won that uh, final roster spot there in Portland. Portland, of course, is one of those tax teams that's going to carry an open roster spot as well. Um, yeah, it, it just about Tyrell Terry of the Mavericks. He was the 31st pick in the draft just two years ago. Uh, he was waived. They ate two years of guaranteed money to, to do that. Uh, Ishmael Wainwright from the Raptors, who had showed up pretty well in summer league and in preseason, uh, he, he was cut. So, so those guys are all, all, uh, kind of, kind of moving on here. Um, they're at least heading off to free agency is the, the better way to put and put it. And then again, Jabari Parker, yeah. uh, joined that group group today so yeah so we've got a lot of a lot of good names out there uh some two-way conversions um tyler cook uh with the bulls uh he's the guy who's bounced around for the last couple years on on two-way deal or two ways in 10 days um which that was a fantastic site back in the day shout out to those guys uh that are no longer uh, running that site but what a great site that was i was focused on the g league um so He's he's with the Bulls on a two-way. Malik Fitz uh, converted to a two-way with the Jazz. RJ Nemhart with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, David Duke with the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Not that David Duke. The basketball <laughs> every time, David Duke. Every time um, I hear that, yeah, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, unfortunate. Um, and then the big man, Taco, Taco. Fall, uh, converts to a two-way with the Cleveland Cavaliers because apparently the Cavs not only want all of the centers, but they want the biggest one that there possibly is as well. So they need more. Uh, so yeah, those, those were the two ways. They need more centers if you're the if you're the Cavs, right? Yeah. I mean, in fact, we had yeah, one of our yeah. talking points. I don't think we mentioned it, but Ed Davis winds up on the yes. on the Cavs because again, I don't know. Yeah. The Cavs, I think, are preparing to play the Kings, and both teams can run out. <laughs> A five-man lineup of, of just centers. Five, let's, five. Yeah, let's let's just do five. <laughs> the five by five. That's what we'll call it. It'll be the yep. five by five showdown, yep. and uh, and we'll make a game out of it. Let's play it on an outdoor court just to make it as funky as we can, <laughs> and let's do this thing. And it could be on a super windy yes. day because nobody's, nobody's taking anyway. jump shots anyway. So yeah, well, uh, I would yeah, watch it. Fun. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I, I would definitely tune in. Um, one of more maybe surprising uh, waivers, Gary Payton. Yeah. Uh, waived by the um, Golden State Warriors. Thought he might stick there, um, but again, trying to save a little bit of money. The Warriors took about a six hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar cap hit in dead money, uh, but waiving that. Uh, team options that were picked up because that's also the yeah. other thing that's happening right now. Rookie scale team options is the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant, no Shocker. brainer, right? Brandon Clark, no brainer. Desmond Bain, no brainer. Apparently a brainer. And is there is there a brainer? Right? There's no brainer. There must is be there brainers. Right? It's a yin must and be, yin right? If there's right? a no brainer, there must be a brainer. <laughs> Jarrett Culver did not have his uh, rookie scale extension uh, picked up. And the reporting is it will not be picked up. The deadline for that is on Halloween, October Spooky. 31st uh, is the deadline for those. So um, interesting, at least. Uh, not a huge surprise, no. I, I guess, um, from that standpoint. Uh, you know, uh, But yeah, and just to be clear too, teams do not officially decline team options. Um, they just, just don't simply do don't pick them yeah. up. Um, so yeah, so that's why you don't see a transaction on that or anything like that. But generally when they do these, they do them all at once. 
Um, we've seen a handful of these done now, and they usually do them in a batch where they'll pick up, you know, if they've got two, three, four guys eligible, they'll, they'll, they'll do them all on the same day. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton also had his uh, rookie scale extension picked up. In reminder, that's not for this year. They're already under contract. That's for the next season, 2022-23 season. You do this approximately a year in advance um, with those ones. So, yeah, so uh, that's, that's where we're at with those. All right, and <laughs> last thing to get into here. Five players this year went from camp invites to full contracts. And that's Isaiah Hardenstein of the Clippers, Wayne yeah. Selden of the Knicks, Dennis Smith Jr. of the Blazers, Matt Thomas, shooter of the Chicago Bulls, and Brad Wanamaker of the Pacers. Keith, you mentioned this on Twitter. You said the last time this happened was Dwight Howard, who actually, with the Lakers, who actually requested a non-guaranteed deal so that he could prove to everybody how committed <laughs> yeah, he was, was so because <laughs> Dwight being Dwight. Um, but it doesn't happen very often. Yep. So why why now? Is this just a random occurrence, or is there some reason why this happened this year? When it normally doesn't happen for anybody, and this year it happened for five guys. Yeah, that is a great question. I think the reason it happened for so many players is so many guys signed these types of contracts this year. There were two things that did not happen this offseason that generally do happen. The first is very few players got any form of partial guarantees this offseason to come to camp. The only team that did that was the Toronto Raptors. Nobody else did uh, partial guarantees, and we saw the Raptors. They ate some money by waving Ish yeah. Wainwright. They they uh, ended up... Um, uh, you know, eating his uh, his his contract uh, there or part part of it for the next two seasons. So that is the um, you know that's that first part. The second part is it's uh, so you didn't have the partial guarantees. You did not have the standard non guarantee contract signed either because those sit against you against the um, tax. Whereas these do not, the, mm. these ones do not um, go against the tax until they make the regular season roster, which it looks like all these guys will. Now, um, as you mentioned, those five guys, we could also kind of sort of add Armani Brooks in there from the Rockets. His was a little bit of a different process as, as right. they um, uh, were, were kind of spin, spinning around a little bit. But yeah, it is. Um, so what ultimately is with um, with these five guys is now their contract will convert to a standard non-guaranteed contract that counts against the cap and all that. And it becomes fully guaranteed on the league wide January in mid January. January. Uh, I was going to say 11. That was one off. Yeah, it's 10th is the day, but it's actually January 7th is the day you have to really watch because they, they have to um, uh, clear waivers in advance of, of the fully guaranteed date. But yes, yeah, so it's, it's kind of January 7th, but it's really January 10th is the date. But um, yeah, so those five guys, um, you know, kudos to them for, for getting there. A couple other surprises I just want to throw out there. Sam Decker seems to have made the Toronto Raptors. So good on him for getting his way back to the league. Uh, got your, one of your former guys, Isaac mm -hmm. Bonga um, has also made the Toronto Raptors. So that, that one was a bit, bit of a, a, uh, a surprise that he he's going to be there, um, you know, on that team as well. Uh, there, so yeah, Matt Thomas was one of the, these five players. He's going to be on the Bulls um, with that. So yeah, de definitely saw some surprising roster decisions. I think uh, down the stretch here, including as we already covered some of those veteran free agents that popped free. Uh, I just want to make sure we hit it too. Two teams, San Antonio and Charlotte, are still plus one 
on players and need to make one more waiver uh, to get into regular season roster compliance. But because those are fully guaranteed contracts already, they don't need to do that until Monday. Um, they, they, they'll, and that is likely what they'll do. I mean, it could happen later today, but it'll probably be Monday because there's no savings. The reason why almost all of these moves were made yesterday at five was because if they were on the roster past five, your teams start to incur a per day cap hit. So that's why you saw the flurry of moves. There was approximately about, I want to say in the last two days, there was roughly a uh, hundred uh, ish waivers made um, in, in the last couple of days. So not the NFL no. by any means, but still a busy week. Enough to burn NFL. out your computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, absolutely. While working off crappy right. Wi-Fi in the middle of a soccer complex. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that uh, that about covers it for today. Uh, we are going to have yeah. tomorrow, Keith and I are going to put together a season preview show. We're going to break down a lot of different things. We're going to talk a little bit about the major awards. We're going to talk about standings, things like that. Just give you kind of a general overall look at the beginning of the NBA season because it does start up on tuesday can't wait really exciting we're gonna have some special stuff coming for the regular season as well uh keith anything else before we get out of here no tomorrow's show you guys can bookmark that and then come back and tell us how stupid we are and yell at us uh you'll do it live i'm sure anyway but then you can really come back and hammer us uh in the future for being like hey how did you not know you know player x was gonna up and retire mid mid-season because he just decided he wanted to uh, uh trade in bitcoin instead um and then you can yell at us uh keith before we go i have one last thing that i'd like to that i'd like to throw right. out here for you in just about an hour right. or so, my wife is a big Cowboys fan. And I the Cowboys this. are playing the Patriots. So what do you say we make this a little bit interesting? And if the Cowboys oh, win, go. I'm going to put a Cowboys graphic on your video tomorrow. We'll add a little thing in the corner. And All if right. the Patriots win, I'll put a Patriots graphic on, on mine. Is that at least something a little fun out of it? All right. Yeah, at least something. That's fine. Uh, okay. That's okay. You know, I got faith in Mac Jones and my boys. All right. Let's get it done, fellas. Yeah, I'll take that. And then, yes, for anybody wondering, we've already talked. We're going to do some fun stuff yes. when the Celtics and Lakers play That's right. uh, this year. We'll, we'll have some fun wagers. But, yeah, let's do it. Sounds you know? good. Sounds good. All right. All right, guys. We'll see who comes out on top here. Is it Mac Jones and the Patriots or is it Dak Prescott and the Cowboys? And then you guys will get to find out tomorrow who lost this one. All right, guys. <laughs> Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA front office YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications as well. Till next time, stay safe and see ya.